Hello, welcome to this edition of the Sowing and Reaping audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Brother Walter Terrell, and today we're going to be looking in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 15, and verse number 58. So if you got your Bibles handy, turn with me there, but if not, just listen as we read 1 Corinthians, chapter number 15, verse number 58. The Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. May God add his blessings to the reading of the Word of God here today. Let me start off by saying that the church of Corinth was a church known for its problems. There was division in the church, sin was being tolerated, false doctrine uh, abounded, and strange fleshly practices dominated the worship. And the Apostle Paul wrote this book to address their problem and to bring them back into line with their faith. This chapter is a good example of what I'm talking about. According to verse number 12, there were some in Corinth that even denied the resurrection. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 12, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? And friend of mine, that's why they were miserable. Of course, they denied the resurrection. And Paul spends the remainder of this chapter here declaring the doctrine of the resurrection and laying a solid foundation for our hope as believers. Nowhere else in the Word of God can we see such a clear and complete statement concerning the death and resurrection of the believer and our future hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul concludes his thoughts with a verse that we have taken for our text. And this verse touches on the hope that we as God's children enjoy and on what that hope accomplishes in our lives. This verse can help us dedicate ourselves to walking before the Lord in absolute hope. And so with that being said today, I want to preach on that subject, walking in hope. Walking in hope. Now, as I say that, let me say this. I understand that as we look around the world today, we might think there is not much room for hope. I mean, there's protests today going all on around the world. There are riots happening in our own beloved homeland. Crime is up, sin and depravity, and everything else that's going on can leave us feeling as if there is no hope for the future. And this lack of hope can stifle our desire to serve the Lord. A friend of mine, let me put it like this. It can, it can even cause us to say, what's the use to serve God? Well, we need to get our eyes off what's going on around us and get our eyes back on to the author of hope, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Get our eyes back on the Lord. And so with that being said today, we have, from the verse I just showed you and read to you, we have... Uh, a reason to walk in absolute hope. So today I want to talk to you about walking in hope. Number one, we see the people of hope. Who are the people that possess this great hope? Well, the Apostle Paul, according to verse number 58, he says, Wherefore, my beloved, or therefore, my beloved brethren. He calls them my beloved brethren. Who are the beloved brethren? Well, they're the people of God. He is referring to the children of God. Not just the believers in Corinth, but the saints of all the ages. Thank God, friend, if you're saved by the grace of God, He's talking to you, and He's talking to me. Those who are born again, they are the people of hope. If you've ever been washed in the blood of the Lamb, if there's ever been a time that you've asked the Lord Jesus into your heart to save you, then you are the people of hope. What are these people of hope as they walk in hope? Well, they are people delivered by grace. Uh, verse number 1 and verse number 10 of this chapter uh, reveal the fact of their conversion experience. 
They were a people saved out of the deadness, depravity, and death of their sins by the amazing grace of Almighty God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. They have been brought into a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And friend, if you've ever been delivered, then honey, you have hope. Amen. You are walking in hope. They are a people delivered by grace. They are also a people destined for glory. As you read this chapter, you come to understand that God has some big things waiting for his people. And friend, let me put it like this. Whether we leave this world by way of the rapture, whether we leave this world by way of the grave, we are a people today possessing a powerful, bright, and better future. Thank God, friend, for the child of God, there is a brighter day coming. Amen. And so let me ask you a question. Do you have that hope today? If not, then you can get it. All you have to do is come to Jesus for salvation. Come to him and ask him to save you by the grace of God. Confess to him that you're a sinner in need of a savior. And I'll put it like this. If you mean business with God, my friend, God will mean business with you. I'm glad today that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I have that hope. Even though things may look bad around here, even though things look bad down around where we're at i'm glad that our prospects my friend are out of this world i have that hope i am the person if you're saved by the grace of god you are the people of hope secondly as we walk in our hope we see the power of that hope paul says therefore now the word therefore draws our minds back to all that paul has said in these verses he is telling us that the hope we possess is a motivator, motivator to spiritual action for God's glory. Being saved, being sure, and being secure does not mean we can just sit back and do nothing, my friend, or, and sit back and wait on the rapture and wait on death. We need to be, being saved, my friend, means we are to get busy and get to work for God's glory. Knowing the truth about God and salvation is a powerful motivator for service. Belief always affects behavior. Let me say that one more time. Belief always affects behavior. Uh, believing the right things about Jesus and about the future will cause us to get busy for his honor and for his glory. So what is the power of that hope that we are walking in? Well, uh, Paul says, be ye steadfast. He says, be ye unmovable. Now, that hope causes us to be stable. The word steadfast, it simply means to be seated, to be settled, and firmly situated. It reminds us that we are to be rooted and grounded in what we hold to be true. We are to be seated firmly in our own personal convictions. And the bottom line is this. If we have no hope, we might waver in our faith and wander off after the things of the world. If this life doesn't matter and there are no eternal ramifications for our actions, then it becomes easier to stray away. But friend, when our hope is real, it causes us to be stable in our faith and our walk. So why do you believe what you believe? I believe what I believe simply because of the power of that hope that causes us to be stable. Also the power of that hope, it, it counsels us to be stubborn. He says being unmovable. Now when I use that word unmovable, or when I use that word stubborn, my mind goes to that song, I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the waters. Amen. That's not saying I should not be moved from the seat I've been sitting in church for the last 30 years. I should not be moved from my parking space, which I've been parking in for the last 30 years. No, no, no. Friend, we shall not be moved. We should not be uh, uh, unstable. Uh, we should not 
falter, we should not move from the things of God, from the doctrines of God, from the uh, standards that God holds us, that we that God holds to us. The word unmovable means not move from a place firmly persistent and motionless. There are many times, though, when stubbornness is not appropriate, kind of like not giving up our seat in church for the visitor. Amen. Go ahead and say amen or oh me right there. You know I'm right. But um, it means that uh, being unmovable in the Lord's work. A good deal of bullheadedness is perfectly in order when it comes to being unmovable in the Lord's work. A good deal of bullheadedness is good when it comes to uh, wavering and faltering from the things of God and the doctrines of God. We must allow nothing to move us from our determination to serve the Lord. Amen. The power of that hope that we walk in hope causes us to be stable, causes us to be stubborn. Also, that hope challenges us to be strong. He said, he uses the word abounding. The word abounding here has the idea of exceeding a fixed amount, overflowing and exceeding. When we consider what we have and who we are by grace, we will be motivated to go all out for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He lavished his grace on us when he saved us by his grace. Again, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Friend of mine, the least we can do is go overboard in our service for Him. If we must err, let us err on the side of doing too much for Jesus. Amen? Going too far for Jesus. Being too on fire for Jesus. Uh, being overly fanatical for Jesus. Friend, it is impossible to go too far with Jesus, and the least we can do is give our all to Him. When I got saved by the grace of God 26 years ago, folks were praying that I'd get saved because I was a hellion. I was full of rebellion. I was full of hatred and bitterness, and I was drinking and drugging and all things that uh, got me in a lot of trouble. But then I gave my heart to Jesus, and I got saved by the grace of God. But you know what, friend? For some people, I got too saved. For some people, I'm too overboard. For some people, I'm a fanatic for Jesus. Well, go ahead and chalk me up. I am a fanatic for Jesus. Amen. I am crazy about him. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Walter, you're a nut. Yes, I am a nut. And I'm screwed on the right bolt too. Amen. Hot dog and hallelujah there. Well, you know, uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 puts it like this. Um, it puts it, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. That you present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service. Everything we have, our time, our money, our energy, our talents, our gifts, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, everything should be invested in nothing but Jesus. Amen. Our prayers, our praise, our thanksgiving should be given hands and feet as we lay everything we have and everything that we are at the feet of the sweet Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, the phrase be ye is in the imperative mood. It signals a command. It signals a command. We have no choice in these matters. If we want to be the people God redeemed us to be, then friend, we must walk in hope, letting your light, letting the light of Christ shine brightly for a lost world to see. You know, the darker the night, the brighter the light. And friend of mine, we're living in the darkest times we've lived in, in my era. And so friend, what better time to shine for the glory of God than now? Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God saved us to get busy for Him. So as we walk in hope, we see the people of hope. Who are the people of hope? 
those that are saved by the grace of God. And friend, if you're not saved by the grace of God, all you must do is confess your sins and call upon Him for salvation. Ask Him to come into your heart and save you, and He will. And friend of mine, if you mean business with God, He will mean business with you. So as we walk in hope, we see, number one, the people of that hope. Number two, we see the power of that hope. What does the power of hope do? Well, it causes us to be stable. It counsels us to be stubborn. It challenges us to be strong. And last of all today, we, as we walk in hope, we find the promise of hope. The promise of hope. Friend, if this life is all there is, if there is no hope for eternity, if there's no rapture, if there's no possibility of resurrection, if all we have to look forward to is the grave, then friend, we would have real reason to be in despair. And it's like this. Thank God Paul sounds out the blessed truth that there is a resurrection. Jesus Christ did rise from the grave. There is hope for those who have their faith in Christ. There is hope for those who have their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice with me that this hope promises to the people of God. It promises our hope gives us confidence. The Apostle Paul tells us that we know. Thank God, friend, I'm glad I know. I know I'm saved. I know that I've been born again. When you get saved, you're going to know it. Amen? First uh, John 5, 13. Therefore, let's see. What, how's that go? Uh, oh, my goodness. I done forgot. Let me let me uh, turn there real quickly. It's in First John chapter number 5. Uh, These things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. And believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen. That's what it says. That you may know. And so our hope gives us confidence. And Paul tells us that we know our work for Jesus matters. There is no sacrifice, no struggle, no self-denial, no valley, no work goes unnoticed, and none will fail to pay eternal benefits. Amen. So what am I saying? Keep praying. Keep on serving. Keep on living for Jesus. What you do for him and his name is not in vain. That is, it is not a waste of time. Friend of mine. God sees everything that we do. Proverbs 15:3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He knows it all, and one of these days, He's going to reward it all. Amen. Uh, he is watching, and if we're doing all for Him and His glory, we can be sure that He sees it all. And that, my friends, should give us the confidence to continue serving Him regardless of what life may bring our way. And we have the hope as we walk in hope to give us confidence to serve Him. Last of all, as we walk in hope, our hope gives us consolation. It gives us consolation. The promise of hope gives us confidence. The promise of hope gives us consolation. Sometimes, if we're being honest, let's be honest, the road is heavy. The road is hard to walk on sometimes. Sometimes the burdens we bear get very, very heavy. Sometimes the work we are called to do, it seems endless and it seems very unrewarding. The word used to describe it here is the word labor. The word labor means intense labor united with trouble and united with toil. It has the idea of work that results in pain and in agony. And sometimes our walk with the Lord is just that way. We're being honest. Sometimes it's that way, my friend. There are times it seems that no one notices and no one cares. And there are times you may feel unappreciated and that you are carrying out a thankless task. In those times, my friend, we are to walk in hope, and that hope will give us confidence, my friend, because the Lord is watching, and when He comes, He's going to reward you. He will say thank you if we walk with Him, work for Him, and wait patiently for Him. 
the day will come when he will say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And friend of mine, I don't know about you. That's exactly what I want to hear. Walking in hope. The promise of that hope gives us confidence. The promise of that hope gives us consolation. And as I close today, let me say this. If you're saved by the grace of God, we are blessed today. We don't have the problems the Corinth church had, but there may be some who are close to losing hope. There may be some who could exercise the power of their hope and do more for Jesus. So let me ask you a question today. There may be some who don't even have that hope. Maybe you've never been saved by the grace of God. I don't know. But let me ask you a few questions. Are you a person of hope? Are you walking in the power of hope, doing all you can to serve the one who gave you that hope? Are you resting in the promise of your hope, knowing that one day Jesus will bless you for the things you are doing for him? Friend of mine, it's time to get busy and put that hope on display as you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time that if you're not saved, that you get in that hope and be saved before it's everlasting too late. It is time to walk in hope. Well, thank you so much for listening today. This has been Brother Walter Turrell with the Sowing and Reaping audio podcast. And if you'd like to, you can leave me a voicemail through the Anchor app and uh, or, or send me an email at waltzworld at triad.rr.com and let me know that you're listening. Well, whether you may, wherever you may be listening at today, I hope you have a good day on night or night just on purpose.